Hey, Fitspeak fans, how you doing this evening? We're sitting down with none other than our Fitspeak producer, Kevin Hines, who's just completed the first day of the Ultra 520. We've been up since 4.30, and it's now 6.30 p.m. He completed a 10-kilometer swim in some somewhat choppy choppy uh, waves. In, in a favorable way. In a favorable way. Yeah. And uh, he also completed a 150-kilometer bike ride through the Okanagan uh, in 34-degree weather, I believe. Um how are you feeling? Tell, uh, us, tell us how you're feeling after that epic journey. Uh, surprisingly refreshed uh, due to three things. One was the magic hands of Mona, my massage therapist. So right after the uh, finish of the race, I had to be weighed. And as it turned out, I lost about seven pounds today. Started <laughs> at about 157, ended at 150, and that was despite guzzling a lot of F2C product and some water and some Coca-Cola. But uh, in that heat, uh, it's it's hard to keep up, but uh, feeling okay. Um, so that went okay. Where was I going with this? Because I've already lost my train of thought. Well, that's okay. We were, we were just talking about how the day went for you. All um, right, yes. We, you know, you started out with the 10K swim. Yes. Okay. So my three key points here. Now I can remember. Okay. So number one, the magic hands of Mona. Mm-hmm. Number two, oodles and oodles of sugar, all sorts of sugar. We had sugar in my Coke. We had the sugar in the F2C. We had the sugar in the gels. Uh, and I had secret weapons in my cycling jersey. We had pierogies and I had cheese. And it might sound a bit weird, but the cheese and pierogies, not together, uh, really turned out well. So there's those two things that contributed to my relative success today. Uh, the third thing was just doing sensible pacing. I know this is, well, this is my first time doing this sort of thing. So on the bike and certainly on the uh, swim, I just wanted to get through the darn thing and be able to come out tomorrow uh, on Sunday and do the 270-kilometer bike ride and in order to do that i just wanted to take things nice and easy for most of the day and that's uh pretty much stuck to the game plan um it was supposed to be a 10 kilometer swim but uh some wires got crossed and i wound up doing a, a little bit extra in typical sato hydro sloth fashion so i probably did closer to 11 kilometers but uh, all in all uh, a pretty good day i was also super impressed with the caliber of bikers um i came in you know in traditional sato hydro sloth uh, swim time and i was uh, one of the last people out of the water in our small field of 13 and i thought i would uh, you know pick up a few places which i eventually did but my goodness uh the amount of people who left me in the dust today was uh was pretty humbling yeah, yeah, there were there were some pretty um, solid cyclists out there, um, but I also think that you were pretty conservative. And um, given the temperatures, I mean, you had to obviously dial it back. There was no, you know, fooling around with those sorts of temperatures. And some of the fellas that were out going strong in the beginning started to kind of uh, fall behind towards the end. So that could have been due to um, nutrition. But you know, like I say, I think the the heat played a huge, huge role in it. So for the people who are curious about what you were doing, you've just uh, completed day one of a three-day event, and it's called the Ultra 520. Yes. How about you tell 
the FitSpeak listeners or the listeners what the distances are that are involved. So, you know, the first day, which we just completed, so day number two is going to be coming up tomorrow, which if you're listening today, which is Saturday, August the 5th, it's going to be um, tomorrow, which is the Sunday, it's a straight bike ride, which is 270 kilometers long. We start over here in Penticton, make our way to Asoyuz, come back to OK Falls, go over some uh, gnarly hills, wind up in Karameas, cycle down the Highway 3 into Princeton, do a bit of out and back, and uh, 270 kilometers later, we get to the finish line. That's for tomorrow. Day number two, yeah. Day number two. Now, what's followed by that on, for uh, Monday? I, I guess there's going to be some sort of uh, walk, crawl event that some people are going to be silly <laughs> enough to actually try and run. But uh, we tried it a few days ago in our Volkswagen, and it's like, oh, my goodness, this is this is a pretty challenging thing. So I'm not going to harbor any illusions of actually running uh, probably about 40% of it. It's uh, the start is in Princeton and it's very hilly, a big long grind and then it goes downhill and it's kind of like uh, ups and downs and ups and downs and it ends with a very vicious downhill into the town of Summerland which is 84 kilometers later so I've got some good help they're going to take care of me as best as I can but uh, I'm going to be pretty sensible and if it takes me 12 hours and 15 minutes to get that sucker done I'm okay with that. So day one is a 10-kilometer swim, 150K bike ride. Yeah. Now day two is? 270Ks of biking. And then day three will be an 84-kilometer run. Run, walk, crawl, yes. And you're you're quite aware of the temperatures that are predicted for Monday? Yeah, today was a good practice, man. You know, getting even in the arrow position where the pavement was nice and black on some of that new uh, asphalt out there, it was getting very warm. So tomorrow I'm anticipating more of the same, but uh, my crew is amazing and they're keeping me uh, well hydrated and also well cooled with lots of water over my head and towels and all the sorts of things that uh, took me to, to get through today. So more sensible pacing and good crew work tomorrow will hopefully get me through that so I can actually attempt the uh, so-called run on Monday. Now going back to the swim this morning, um, tell us about it. Was the water, the water was choppy. I could or I could see from the shores, yeah. uh, but it played. It sounded like it, it it worked in your favor. Yeah, if there was ever a day to set a personal best on a long swim, it was today. It started off a bit mellow, but then the wind came up in our favor, and my biggest challenge was just trying to stay on top of the waves and keep the uh, the pace going that it really pushed us to. So I suffered, you know, starting in about hour two, two and a half, my ar arms just started to fall apart big time. But uh, my paddler was a pretty motivated guy, and we, uh, we made it through there. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, thought the finish line was a little bit closer than it was, and I wound up swimming... Yeah, a little bit further than I should have, so, uh, but yeah, what a wonderful way to swim. I mean, we had big waves that pushed me, you know, I think that was pretty close to my Ironman pace, which was pretty good considering it was uh, 11 kilometers of swimming. There I said it, an extra kilometer. Now, as you're, uh, you're, you're winding up your swim, do you have any, <coughs> any particular thoughts kind of running through your head as you're, you know, um, coming up to... Uh, you know, getting onto the bike and out and going? 
Yeah, the one thing as I got closer to the beach was uh, I just wanted to kick a little bit more, just gentle kicking, just to start activating the legs because I wasn't kicking a whole lot uh, during the swim because I guess I really didn't need to, plus I wanted to kind of save the legs. But um, that was one of the things. And the other thing was that, you know, I certainly took my breaks. Uh, the way I got through the swim was I took a, uh, a water break or an F2C break, whatever the case may be, every 20 minutes for the first three hours hours and then at the three hour mark I dialed it back and actually started to, to have breaks every 10 minutes so that got me through and uh, even though I was only 200 meters from the finish line I, I stopped, kayakers stopped, we downed some F2C and we uh, made a final charge for the finish line which uh, as you saw Kevin somebody snuck ahead of me but uh, that's racing. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> through your transition that was uh, that was actually a, a, um, a, a really good transition you had uh us there was four crewing for kevin and uh then we sent you out on your bike and you were mentioning that your your arms were pretty wobbly coming out and um that's probably why i paid a little bit more attention to you as you're exiting out onto the bike yeah that felt uh you know you do an iron man and you're kind of wobbly well uh it wasn't the same intensity as an Ironman, but the duration was three times, well, almost three times as long. So I was feeling pretty wonky just getting onto the bike. And my goodness, the climb we had to do from uh, Sovereign Road up to East Side to start the, uh, I guess, official part of the bike course. That was, uh, it was uh, bad pavement. It was chunky. It was uh, very steep in places. So I'm glad Kevin put my bike in uh, one of the easier gears on my QR so I could uh, get up the hill without uh, too much problems. And I noticed immediately my heart rate went up to 140, which have, uh, was a bit higher than it should have been. But uh, that's how it went. So for some of you that may be asking, uh, each each participant, they're worth thir- 13. Um, it's mandatory that you have a kayaker accompany you through the swim portion of uh, the uh, day one. And then um, typically... Most of the participants have a crew of anywhere between two to four, uh, somewhere sometimes six people. And to be quite honest, uh, there was four of us crewing for Kevin, and it was um, definitely, definitely a perfect amount of people. Myself, I was driving. Uh, Kevin's wife, Elise, was uh, organizing everything. And uh, there were two others. There was... Um, Rio and Sean. Right. Rio was feeding us, the crew, keeping us happy. Yes. While Mark, her husband... her Sean. Yeah. Sh- Sean, sorry, was uh, keeping track of what Kevin was taking on board in terms of... Uh, nutrition and uh, it was a pretty comprehensive day there was a lot going on uh, Kevin had a great opportunity to be able to swap out bikes uh, so so he was running two bikes uh, throughout the, the course of the day so we were in and out of the truck all day long and just making sure that he was all topped up and um, you know there's no doubt about it uh, anybody who decides to uh, volunteer and crew for somebody in uh, an event such as this, their work is uh, their work is definitely cut out for them. There's no doubt about that. Right? Absolutely, and appreciated. <laughs> so yes. Um, any final thoughts on today? Um, 
maybe a couple of things. So, uh, yeah, the pacing went pretty well. Um, I was happy that I did have two bikes, so shout out to Bruce Wenting and his crew there over at Wenting's Mountain and Cycle Shop in Mission for uh, putting in those amazing gears so I could get up those hills and still be able to rev through them and not uh, bang up my legs too much. So that was a, that was a great thing. Maybe we won't go straight to final thoughts. Okay. Maybe we'll touch on nutrition. Um, that was a huge one, uh, especially for today, because um, it was pretty comprehensive. We were running, well, we were dialed in for your nutrition. There's no question about that. But it was a smorgasbord, yes. Now, how did you, you didn't experience any um, <coughs> gut rot. <coughs> <coughs> And you're getting a lot of your, uh, you know, your nutrition and stuff like that through F2C uh, with their glycodurance and their hydro... Hydrodurance? Hydrodurance and glycodurance. And the electrodurance, which basically is fancy salts, and uh, we put that in the glycodurance, mixed up a bottle, and that was good for, you know, an hour and a half of pretty uh, evenly sustained energy without any cramping today. So tell us, what will your nutrition strategy be for tomorrow on the bike? So I think I'm going to keep going with the buffet. So we've got the glyco-endurance, the hydro-endurance, and the fancy salt, the electro. So that's going to hopefully uh, prevent me from cramping like it did today. Although tomorrow is going to be 270 kilometers on the bike, so we'll see. But uh, we also have the pierogies. And one thing I experimented today just before, actually at the top of the Yellow Lake climb, which I was pleased with, was... Pizza, which I did in training. Pizza and cheese, and that seems to work pretty well. So um, I'm going to stick to that plan and hopefully uh, get to the finish line in Princeton in uh, uh, a respectable time. <laughs> of course, it will be a respectable time. Uh, what do you have on the, uh, the, the, the docket for uh, dinner this evening? For tonight, we're going to get more salt into my body. Uh, I think we said we, I lost eight pounds mm -hmm. today. I think we mentioned that already. So to get it back, partly one of the things I'm going to have in about 15 minutes, I'm hoping, is some lovely craft dinner with some extra cheese. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. And, uh, of course, your favorite beverage to drink after your, your uh, first leg of the event? This weekend? Well, today, it's uh, I don't have it very often, but it was in the fridge. That was Coors Light, actually, which is the second one I've had in about as many years. But uh, right now, at uh, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night after doing Stage 1 of the Ultraman, it's tasting pretty good. Right on. All right, well, thanks for the uh, insight into Ultra, or rather, Day 1 of Ultra 520. We'll see you all tomorrow, bright and early. Thanks for listening.